Hey all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30nerdypodcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Hacker nerd, we got in. Stop typing. You deny the people for months of a rant. You give away my spot. These people, these people need a little R and R. They need a little Reverend Rand. <laughs> What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to you. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. Now, sorry for the little interference there earlier. Sounds like there was a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, those really annoying technical difficulties. Very, Very annoying technical difficulties. Very. Annoying. I'm sure we've not heard the last of these technical difficulties. Probably not, unfortunately. But we are here in the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the nerd Polian Bronaparte of Morristown, <laughs> the Mac. And always great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of Nerdology, Sergeant Soundboard himself, Josh. I love it. Davis. I love it. So, Dr. Josh, Doc, Dr. Davis. How are you, man? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Man, you know, it's good. Um, it's been good. Uh, seems like a long week. Yeah. feel like we've earned this Friday. As a teacher, the days leading up to a break, like Thanksgiving break, Yeah. the days seem to stretch on and are much longer, but uh, have a few days left, and then we're home free until Christmas. Oh, yes. Um, we are going to New York for Thanksgiving break. Going to go to the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah. little bucket list item. Um, I, uh, I'm excited, but it is very cold up there this time of year. Oh, I bet. Um, so, and we are only doing uh, carry-ons, so backpacks. So right, right. Planning a... 
four or five day trip to New York with just a backpack and it's cold up there. It's, <laughs> it's pretty intriguing. Oh, wow. Um, so, so some crazy stuff happened last night. Um, so before rehearsal, um, me and Madison went to eat at El Cezanne. Okay. And Jeff City. Yeah. And we're just we're walking into El Cezanne and I look over and uh, there's Harrison Ford. Interesting. And his wife, Callista. Interesting. And Ron, her father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, wow, I haven't talked to them in a while. Uh, so uh, walk It's cool, over. just name dropping Harrison Ford, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, haven't talked to them in a while. And so we walked over to the table and we said, hi to Ron and Callista and Harrison. We said, what are y'all doing in town? Found out that Kay, we both know, we've performed mm-hmm. with. Uh, her mom, Kay Flockhart's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, thoughts with them. Mm-hmm. Um and then I just, I did, we did the uh, the most ridiculous thing ever. We bought their dinner last night. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like a $40 bill. It's not like we were at the Regas or anything. It was just Elsa's on. But we were just standing there, and we just looked it up at each other. And I was just like, I kind of want to buy their dinner since Kay's sick and in the hospital. And Madison went, I do too. So we got a hold of their server and... Bought their dinner. Just so I can say. Could you imagine sitting in Jeff City, Jefferson City, Tennessee, yeah. and Harrison Ford walk in? To, to a hole-in-the-wall Mexican yeah. restaurant. Wow. Like, it's not a, a big-named restaurant. Yeah. So, and it's it's definitely... Were a lot of people, like, looking at them and... Yeah. Um, I actually almost thought, like, you know, we've had the fortune of, of meeting him and... And all that, and I actually thought that there was these people beside us who were kept talking back and forth about, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." And I, and Madison goes, "How will you react?" And I was like, "I might actually, if I see him get up, go, hey man, don't, don't do that. I mean, you know, I understand. You know, we've had this back and forth about celebrities and all that. Like we make them who they are, but there's a time and a place. There's though, a time and a place, know. and." That was not the time and place. Luckily, the guy chickened out and he didn't say anything. But yeah. they did it, what they do every time they go eat somewhere. Um, as they were leaving, they went to the back and took a picture with the whole crew, kitchen staff and servers and all that, and then right. they left. Yeah. Um, that's something that they always do wherever they go eat, whether it's in Morristown, Knoxville, wherever. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, I hadn't heard from, you know the the Flockhart's in a long in a while a few right. months and uh about a year actually now and to hear that you know she's you know in the hospital was kind of scary but Callista assured me that she's doing well good so uh our thoughts are out to them uh what about your week man uh, you're getting ready to go to beta club by the back time on the beta wagon yeah, by the time the uh fine listeners let's hear this by the time they listen to this I will have gone to Nashville and come back home for the uh, Tennessee State Junior Beta Convention. I'm mm-hmm. a beta sponsor at my school, and beta is uh, a club that pr- um, they're – how do you even want to say it? The club is structured on leadership and serving others and all that stuff, and the beta students are like the best of the best in academics and all that stuff, and they go to compete in academics and talent and – all kinds of crazy things. There's like woodworking and art and anything you can think of. But kids from mm-hmm. all over the state come. There's like 5,000 kids that 
come to this event every year and yeah. uh, we just try to help get them ready um, i'm helping with song fest portion this year where the kids take well-known music and change the words to make it a song yeah. about beta so i'm helping with that so we've got a cool little routine little little number yeah. uh done and uh we're gonna go present it this weekend and it's gonna be a blast it's a lot of hard work but it's very rewarding yeah that's one thing i enjoyed doing uh when we were uh, at metaview together was the group talent yeah. that we did um it was enjoyable it was disney themed of course of course and it was successful and mm-hmm. the kids had a lot of fun it was very good. um and uh it's just good to see you back in the beta club realm yeah i helping. missed it i did yeah. um but sometimes you need a break yeah absolutely so uh last week <clears throat> we discussed had a nice little sit down with our our good friend tenacious tara o and played a little game who wore it better mm-hmm. between dc and marvel's most similar heroes and you can find that on YouTube as well as uh, your favorite podcast platform. Um, and if you agree, if you disagree, please let us know. Uh, so I know that um, we wound up with a tie between yeah. DC and Marvel. Uh, we're not going to get into the semantics of how we got to a bloody tie. Um, fate. Yeah, well, you can call it fate all you want to. Just just don't pee on my foot and call it rain. Okay. <laughs> don't do that you planned that one didn't you (laughs) maybe that was good (laughs) so today though we are going to be returning to the wars the stream wars with stream wars 2 the mouse strikes back um talking about of course the the ever so you know impactful dot disney plus um has has just made waves in the entertainment world. And overall, just the evolution of mm-hmm. how we get entertainment, you know, yes. uh, TV and movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. And if you go back several years ago, several decades, when oh. cable started, that yeah. was the big game changer. And so yeah. we're, we're evolving in that area. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of discuss that, all the different options, uh, different platforms mm-hmm. that you have to choose from in entertainment. You know, when we talked about Stream Wars... Uh, Earlier this season, we talked about the two big ones, Netflix and Hulu, and the impending Disney+. Plus. Right. Well, now we're going to talk about some more bits about Netflix and Hulu, the current Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and the impending HBO Max and NBC uh, Peacock a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I've heard nothing about it, so that'll well, be all you. Yes. Uh, so why don't we get to that after a word from our sponsor. All right. Just in time for the holidays, it's Lionel Bart's award-winning Dickens musical masterpiece, Oliver. The streets of Victorian England come to life with some of the most memorable characters and songs ever to hit the stage. Oliver is a co-production of Encore Theatrical Company and Walter State Community College Department of Music and Theatre. Oliver is proudly presented by K-Tom Restaurant Supply Incorporated, MUS Fibernet, Sykes, Lakeway Dermatology Associates, Tar Chevrolet and Hyundai, Aaron's, Hampton Inn and Suites, Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, The Citizen Tribune, and WJDT and WBGQ. Oliver runs November 29th through December 8th at the Walter State Inman Humanities Complex Theatre and is presented through special arrangement with Music Theatre International. Tickets are on sale now at etcplays.org or by calling 423 318 8331. 
Alright, time to talk nerdy. We have finally reached the end of our nerdarchy. Level 7? Level 7. Can it be? It can. For seven weeks now we have talked about the different steps on the nerdarchy, or order of nerd if you will. We have finally reached the precipice, my friends. We are at the Grand Nerd Supreme. Wow. Hmm. This is the final step of the, your path to the nerdarchy. Now, the top spot in the order of nerds takes years and years to attain. There have been few to truly reach the top. Your nerdlidge is compiled of lifetime of comic books, video games, movies, television, and toys. You read the comics and you follow the writers and the illustrators as much as you do the characters themselves. Your nerdlidge is that of legend. But you do not strut it unless you must. You are a nerd of lore that we speak of. Crypto-nerdologists will study you for years to come. Wow. There are very few examples, J.D. Yeah. Maybe Walt Flanagan from the comic book bo- men. Brian Quinn, maybe. But there is one. One legend that we nerds worship as the great deity himself. The silent nerd. Kevin Smith. Yes. The great one. I feel like... When you speak his name, there should be, like, monks chanting or the Hallelujah Chorus. Yes. Or something like that. Or Jason Mewes going on a sling of cuss words or something somewhere. They're equal, you know. They are. Um, But Kevin Smith is is one of those that, you know, we love his podcast. Yeah. um, Which you've been listening to without Kevin Smith. I have. You've been listening to Mark Mark Bernardin. You're not, very, you're not very happy with some of his mentalities. Well, Mark Bernardin is just one of those people that I complain about all the time because he's never pleased. He's never happy with anything. He hates everything. Mm. You know. Well, he liked Into the Spider-Verse. So he and I agreed on favorite movie of the year last year was Into sure. the Spider-Verse. But, okay. um, but he's very critical. Very. So. Okay. But that is your level seven. The Grand Nerd Supreme. Very few exist out there still. This is a dying breed. Which is why we're here. We're here to help people along the path of enlightenment to get to hopefully that next level. Right. Um, maybe we'll reach it one we day. We are but humble servants. We are. Um, but yes. Now it is your turn. Let us know where you feel that you stand on the order of nerds. Go back and listen to every level of the nerdarchy and let us know where you think you stand heck let us know where you think we stand we know where we stand i think i'm like a 5.5 i would agree yeah i would agree the duke duke of nerds yeah i think we're dukes yeah definitely the dukes of nerds uh so yeah why don't we move on to your favorite segment let's do it what you watch you you did it to me you (laughs) Oh, you jerk. Hey, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> oh, God. I've been waiting for the right time. I wanted you to get comfortable. But I can't take it. We have to do it right. My favorite segment called What, what You're, you're watching. watching. So, uh, should I even ask what you're watching? You, you shan't. I shan't. Can I guess? Sure. Mandalorian. I have been watching The Mandalorian yes. quite a bit. Speaking of, the mm-hmm. reason we've been watching it so much yeah. is we have a little spin-off show yeah. for our Patreon supporters. Mandalorian Mondays. Yes. 
You have to put a hashtag. Hashtag Mandalorian Mondays. Okay. That's how people find it and stuff. Yeah, it's, like like the kids. Like the yeah, kids. It's all, very, it's all very technical. Um, so yeah, we're doing Mandalorian Mondays on for our Patreon page. The only way that you can hear those uh, now is to be a Patreon supporter. You so, can start at the five dollar yeah. level. Get on that, uh, and that's just five dollars a month, and uh, you will get our spinoff show, Mandalorian Monday. Uh, love Mandalorian. Oh yeah, fantastic, exciting stuff. Um, I also introduced my little nephew Colton to Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and he loves it. Good. He's uh, trying to say Darkwing Duck, <laughs> but he's not three yet. So um, the Darkwing part is is the difficult part. Right. Um, but he's 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 hooked. Um, and actually, the whole family man this past weekend um, were enthralled with Disney Plus. They yeah. when I was talking about it for months, like. Guys, I don't think you realize what's coming. Mm-hmm. They all were just enamored with it. It's amazing. I got my hair cut yesterday, and the lady cutting my hair was talking about it with yeah. me, too. So. Uh, so they all watched. We all sat in the living room at one point last weekend and watched classics. Found out that my mom's favorite was Snow White. She can still quote it. Wow. Um, and that they were so enamored with it that <laughs> Chris and Kelly... Uh, they then found out about the one year free for Verizon customers. Mm-hmm. Went home and got Disney Plus. Um, With l- the little did. ones, you gotta have. You it. have to. I think Mom wound up going to Georgia and getting Disney Plus on her one free year because I was like, I've been telling y'all for months this massive thing is on its way, yeah. and they're just like they're scrolling and they're like, what 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 do we watch? I mean, they were so overwhelmed. It's a overwhelming. And I was like, yeah, it's very overwhelming. Uh, but and we also. Uh, made it to um civil war you know madison's been mm-hmm. making her slow trek through the mcu yeah uh to catch up and sit so she can catch follow along with basically some of the stuff we talk about right. um i noticed a new thing do tell bucky's little cell after he's caught mm-hmm. um before the guy starts interrogating him and reading the code words off right it says D23. His cell is D23. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, okay. Okay. Nice. nice. I like it. Very okay. Good. Little little Easter egg there. Okay. A little Disney Easter egg there. But yeah, uh, so I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Me too, man. Uh, with next month being Star Wars month here mm-hmm. on the podcast, I've decided that I want to uh, kind of do a little little marathon of, of the movies. Okay. Um, started with the prequels. And... Um, you know, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought that I would. I watched all three of the prequels this past week. Uh, the first two I sort of had to do in sessions. But Revenge of the Sith, I ended <laughs> up... Yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, I watched in one go, one one sitting. Um, it's been a while since I really watched them. And I, I really did enjoy it. There are a lot of things about the prequels that I think people take for granted or forget about. Um, because the negative sometimes... <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, yeah. hard to overlook. Like it is. Like and, Jar Jar Binks. And even I can say that. Like, you know, as an adult, Jar Jar is one of the most annoying, frustrating things that mm. you can think of in a Star Wars movie. Uh I really hated C three PO this time around. He was like the absolute worst, almost worse than Jar Jar for me. Really? Yeah. I hated C three PO. His little one liners were garbage. So oh, I'm the, beside myself. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. That was cringy. Some of the worst writing ever. I, I don't know if it's the writing or if it's the acting or if it's both, but some of the acting is just I would really... Say 
for two characters, it's both. It comes across really phony and yeah. just, well, but on the flip side, the saber duels and the battles oh, are awesome. The modernization of the technology made them fantastic. Yeah. I really loved Count Dooku on this watch mm-hmm. through for some reason. Um, was really drawn to him. And I was thinking about, you know, the scene in Revenge of the Sith when uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan go and they're fighting Count Dooku in front of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan gets knocked out and, you know, Anakin executes Dooku. Like, it was really rushed. There wasn't a lot of buildup in that moment. No, it was like, uh, Palpatine's like, okay, kill him. He's like, well, kill I shouldn't him. do it. He says, no, do it. He just kind of says one more thing to him. I can't remember what. Do it. Then he does it. No, yeah. you know, like if this had been Game of Thrones, and I know people, we're not talking about season eight, like when people loved Game of Thrones. Early Game of Thrones. Okay. A scene like that in Game of Thrones would have been really well done. There would have been a lot of buildup and a lot mm-hmm. of tension, and you would have been like, oh my gosh, is it going to happen? Are they going to do it? But it was, you know, not the same. There would have been more powerful dialogue yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, between Anakin having to decide and Palpatine swaying him, even Dooku going, maybe having some dialogue. Sure. If this sure. were early Game of Thrones, there'd be some powerful script writing there. Yeah. But there's just not. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of weaknesses. And, um, you know, when you look at it through the eyes of, or through the lens, I guess, of this is meant for children, guys. You know, it's... Oh, Yeah. And, and that's that's my defense for the new trilogy as well. Although, you know, and I haven't watched the new ones um, as much as the others, of course. I'm going to get there over the next uh, few weeks as we talk about it here on the show. But I would venture to say the new ones are a lot better than the prequels. And I think, you know, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that. Mm. But I think... Um, I think they're better. Well, I'm. I, I just like the, the prequels a lot. I just like them probably more than you. Um, but I enjoyed watching them. That's the I, thing. Yeah, like, it's I, still Star Wars. I still had fun, but I had to just take those things that annoyed me and put them aside and think. You know what? When I was a kid, none of this stuff bothered me yeah. because it's meant for kids. You know. That's why I think the people who grew up with the original Star Wars trilogy, they have such a hard time accepting. The prequels, the sequels, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, because it's not their Star Wars. But it's never going to be like that ever again. You know, well, no. this is it's too much technology. It's meant for a, a new audience. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy it, great. If you don't, whatever. This, these new Star Wars are meant for an audience that are enamored with flashy, flashy, fighty, fighty, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think. But if George Lucas could do flashy, flashy, boom, boom in 1977 the way that you can do it in 2019, I think he would have done that. I don't, I don't think Lucas would. I do. Um, I think he would, if you'd ask him, I think he w- wouldn't have wanted to sacrifice the story like a, to make it a Michael Bay film. That's the problem with Michael Bay is his scripts oh, bro. are overpowered. Oh, like I don't Transformers think. Movies. You cannot compare the new Star Wars movies to Michael no, no, Bay. No, no. It's I'm not, not comparing them. I'm saying the problem is I think, I, I truly think that Lucas would not have relied on it. Would he like a little more technology? Maybe, but relying on it, I don't think he would. Because I don't think he'd want to sacrifice the story he was telling. Um, I think the prequels were too flashy and not a good enough story. And it was a story we knew was coming. And 
since it was a story we knew was coming and we knew the ending to, I would have liked it performed a little better. I think if you cut Jar Jar and C-3PO out and you fix some of the writing and maybe recast, like Hayden Christensen, we were kind of arguing with Logan about how Hayden Christensen was just not believable. You know, when you think about Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars cartoon series even, he's sort of like... The general. Yeah, like... He's a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He has a Padawan. He's a soldier. He's fighting. I'm going to use my my bleep card, okay, okay, for the the first time ever. But he's sort of a bad, right? Yes. And um, Hayden Christensen is not a bad. No. Anakin Skywalker should be though. The way he delivers that dialogue of "I hate the sand," it's that's one of the worst things. And like, I don't for a second <laughs> it believe gets everywhere. I don't for a second believe that Padme and Anakin are in love. Really, no. You know that whole thing was so forced. Was, so for me, it maybe was maybe that's what it was. No, no pun intended. The force was too strong with some of the dialogue. Yeah, it was. Mm. Anyway. So we'll when we will dive into that. I think next season we're going to dive into the prequels. We might do that, yeah. Um, and maybe even the threequels. <laughs> okay, well, technically, if those are prequels, then four, five, and six would be the sequel to the prequel. Then what would seven, eight, and nine be to the sequel? Threequel, right? I don't think that's how Am it I works. Overthinking. Yes. Okay. This is why I don't do all the thinking, because I tend to overthink. Yeah, I've noticed. Um, so, you know, I'll try the prequels again. Sure. Now that they're on Disney Plus, I guess. That's what made it like easy for me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to go to, to the shelf and fish out the Blu-ray. It's so old-fashioned. You well, know? that if I had to do work. Like that for the prequels, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely would not. But I invite the listeners out there. You know, yeah. join join in with us if you have Disney Plus, and I would assume most of you do. Start start it from the beginning chronologically here, and watch through Star Wars with us this mm-hmm. coming week. Uh, as I can over Thanksgiving break and everything, I'm going to watch the original trilogy, and then uh, over the next coming weeks, we're going to break down the. Uh, sequels, the newer ones, mm-hmm. leading up to Rise of Skywalker. So well, join join know, us on the journey. Speaking of December being Star Wars month, we had a little contest. Right. Uh, we had some different uh, themes sent in. We found out uh, pretty quick that Mandalorian was going to be episodic every mm-hmm. week. And uh, we, we di- did not want to do our first episode on one or two chapters. Sure. Uh, hence why we spun it off into a Patreon special. Um so we had a little contest, and the winner of our contest were our friends at Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, and they're going to be joining us uh, for that episode. So the opening episode of December will be the biggest, meanest fighters in all of the galaxy far, yeah, far a away. a bunch of BMFs. Yes. So. What does that stand for again? Biggest, meanest fighters. That's right. In the galaxy, far, far away. So they're going to join us yeah, uh, via Skype. Funny guys. They are funny. I like this show. And uh, very intellectual, too. We're going to have to be on our game. Oh, no. Going to do some some studying. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to list just some of the characters that we think are just you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe if you have some suggestions, send them in over the next couple of days. Is it too soon for, for Mando from The Mandalorian to be on the list? Uh, he is a big, mean fighter. He's a BMF. Ah, uh, yeah. I think he could be on the list. We'll have to... You know who's not on the list? Jar Jar, Jar Binks. <laughs> speaking Logan. Of, speaking of Jar Jar... Yeah. We had a little interruption at the beginning of the show here. Yeah, um, I think I know what that was about. I bet you do. <laughs> it sounded like Logan. Yeah. Did it not? I think it was. I think that he may have a few words to say about our I rating. knew my blood pressure was rising for a reason. It's like you felt the disturbance in the voice. I did. You knew it was coming. Yeah. So, the Rev of Rants, he uh, has a few words to say. And he always does. To give him some time at the end of the show. At the end. At the very end. The very end of the show. We will give him some time to air out his grievances. But I'll go ahead and tell you this. You shouldn't listen to anything he says. Because you know what? Logan likes Jar Jar. Mm. So his opinion doesn't matter. I'm so sorry that we didn't confer with you, Reverend Rant, before we... uh, stated our opinions about who wore it best so sorry next time we'll consult with you we'll get your permission we'll make sure you're good with everything before we uh sit down and talk about it you know make sure you approve of everything yes the all-knowing reverend the the rev of rants will join us later at the very end but hey why don't we get on to some news Right, getting on to the nerd news. Um, starting off with something sad here. Uh, legendary Spider-Man artist Tom Lyle died yeah. at 66. I saw that. He was uh, known for his Scarlet Spider design. Right, right. And he also designed Tim Drake's Robin costume. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for your contributions, man. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the Batman... Has added John Totoro mm-hmm. to the cast as Carmine Falcone. You might know him as the guy from the Transformers movies. He was like the the CIA guy that was and, trying to find uh, out about the Transformers. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, uh, he did that. Secret one. Window. Yeah, that was, the, like, it was like a horror story. horror movie. Right? Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen it. Pretty good. Of course you haven't. Yeah. Um, so moving on. Speaking of Johnny Depp. Amid controversial reports, Johnny Depp will return as Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts third installment, which begins filming early next year. You know, I still haven't seen the second one. It's not bad. I've got it. Uh, it's on my digital account. Yeah, my, Movies whatever. Anywhere. Movies Anywhere. Still um, haven't watched it. It's pretty good. I need to watch um, the first one again. I barely remember it. It's pretty good, and Depp doesn't... Um, Depp it. <laughs> it's, it's actually not too bad. sort of weird that... Who is it that plays Dumbledore? Is it Jude Law? Yeah. Jude Law, like, is Dumbledore, like, 50 or 60 years before this, and yeah. then he turns into Richard Harris. Yeah, and it's like, what happened? What? <laughs> Did wow. teaching stress you out that bad? <laughs> hey, th- this could be me in, like, five years. <laughs> five years. <laughs> uh, moving on, Zach Efron has been cast as Fred in a new Scooby-Doo reboot. Okay, that makes sense. Who would you cast as Shaggy? That's the part I, I think is the hardest to nail. You've got to nail. You've got to get Shaggy down. 
for me to like the. I really liked Matthew Lillard. No, no, no. I, I didn't really, dislike him. Really I just like, but he can't come back if they're rebooting the cast. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. That's what I'm saying. Shaggy's a hard one to cast. Yeah. And if you don't do it I well, then it's unforgivable. Also, moving on. The petition to redesign Sonic was a success, you know? Mm-hmm. Big success. Spent like how yeah. many millions of dollars to fix but it? But this made the budget jump from $90 million to $125 yeah. million. Wow. 35 That's like, yeah, dude, $35 more million than they originally wanted to spend. All I can say is those people who nagged and complained on Twitter and signed a petition... You better go see that movie. I was not one of those people, I by the not. way. Uh, not so that I, I don't have to go see the movie. Not that I really uh, was thrilled with the way it looked before or anything, but um, you know, yeah, we want to probably support it. Yeah, that you way have our to. opinions mean something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. Deadline reports that Amazon's Lord of the Rings will begin filming next year. And it will take place in the same the time preceding the Fellowship of the Ring, and has already had a second season ordered early by Isn't Amazon. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's, I hope that's hasn't true. Hasn't even started. Wow. Doing anything. That means it's not even going to come out for like that about just, a year and a half. Or that something. just means that Amazon's read their uh, rest of their script, probably like past the pilot and all that. Like they mm. know what they're going with, and they're probably like, "This could be something." Better be good. Oh, or you're going to have a certain nerddom on your hands you don't want to piss yeah, off. that's true. The Tolkienites will rebel. Uh, moving on, good good news, everyone. Baby Yoda merchandise will be out before Christmas. <laughs> this is where we insert the Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> so, yes, that's, that's great news. Now, I told you earlier about... Um, an NBC streaming service mm-hmm. that's coming out. The Peacock. Wait a minute. I want to talk more about Baby Yoda. Well, we ain't got time for that. We always have time for Baby Yoda, my friend. We, we No, we can't do that because that's for our Patreon supporters. Man. You have to be a Patreon supporter at just $5 a month and we can talk about it. Or you can hear us talk about it. Um, so... What the Peacock is going to be is it's NBC's joining the Stream Wars. And it'll come out a month before HBO Max. WB's HBO Max. The Peacock will be all NBC. Now that means The Office will leave Netflix. Parks and Rec will leave Netflix. So think about that. I know you have the DVDs to The Office. Right. But the uh, NBC streaming service... The Peacock uh, will debut April of 2020, just a month before HBO Max, and it will have hours upon hours of NBC content and some original programming, including a reboot of Punky Brewster series. Well, everybody wants that. Right. It's like as much as everybody wants a new Chuck Norris show. We're getting that. Maybe we'll be surprised. (laughs) They will begin pulling all NBC products from rival services when the leases on them run out. Parks and Rec will be available in 2020, and The Office will be available on this Peacock service in 2021. So, uh, yet another stream service we'll have to talk about on Stream Wars 3. Wow, that's crazy. 
so the last little bit of news here. We need to clear up some Joker talk. You know, yesterday, a lot of stuff blew up about a sequel. You know, yeah. I think we were texting about it. You know, what were our thoughts on a Joker sequel? So, uh, I think actually that was two days ago. So yesterday, director Todd Phillips sat down with IndieWire and cleared up some very sporadic speculation about a sequel to Joker. This is what he had to say. First of all, if you know me and my career, that's not my style. I made a huge comedy at Warner Brothers once, The Hangover, and I didn't suddenly become a comedy factory producer. Like, let's just churn out a bunch of movies. Bradley and Cooper and I do uh, have a production company at Warner Brothers. I've been at Warner Brothers for 15 or 16 years. We have two things in development at a time, not 40 things like other people. I'm not the kind of guy who goes marching in saying, I want these 40 titles, I just don't have the energy to do so. The co-writer and director did confirm that early into production of Joker, uh, of the adaptation, they were talking about to WB about a possible launching of a DC Black Label, which would all be DC stuff, I guess, dark origins of the characters. Um and that he and Joaquin had discussed the possibility. Now, this was weeks, but just a couple weeks into filming, and WB nixed the idea of the adaptation label. Here's the real truth about a sequel, Philip said. While Joaquin and I have talked about it, and while touring the world with the Warner Brothers execs, going to Toronto and Venice and other places, of course, we're sitting at dinner one night, and they're saying, so have you ever thought about... dot dot dot. But, talking about contracts, there's not even a contract for us to write a sequel yet. We've never been approached by Joaquin, and we've not approached Joaquin to do a sequel. Will that happen? We don't know. Again, I just think the article was anticipatory at best. So, even the director saying there is no sequel, he's not said anything, Joaquin's not said anything. I kind of hope not, man. I'd... I really, If we can keep it for what it is, and I'd be... Yeah, happy with what it is. I agree because it was a beautiful film. I'd hate to snuff that. You want to cheapen it? Absolutely. So um, that is the last of your nerd news. You know, nerds, when we are working on the show or playing video games or hooked on Disney Plus, we get hungry. And we have one choice. That's Akita Express. Akita is a family-owned restaurant where they treat you like family and feed you until you are full. Full service portions and quality food at a fast pace. They honestly believe in providing the best customer service and fast food for a reasonable price. Fresh hibachi grilled food in a matter of minutes. If you haven't tried it, they will find something you will enjoy. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Give Akita Express a try. They're at 3100 East Morse Boulevard, right here in Morristown, Tennessee. And when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. And we're back. Mm -hmm. And that means that it is time, once again, for us to... On the Streaming Wars 2. The Stream Wars 2. The mouse strikes back. Because that's right, since our first Stream Wars episode, 
we now have Disney Plus, and everybody knows about Disney Plus. It's a big hit. Everybody loves it. In just one day, Disney Plus had 10 million subscribers. That's crazy. And I have it on good authority that they weren't expecting those numbers for a year, but they did it in one well, I can day. Imagine. So, and that's just with it being available to the U.S., the Netherlands, and Canada. Right. It's not available anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, the people in England have to wait until like March. I know. And so they have Things to are getting deal... spoiled left. Oh right. yeah. So it sucks. I for mean, them. luckily there's not a whole lot of original programming that's like, oh man, they spoiled High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Darn. Oh no. There's only really one thing they're all yeah getting upset about. Um, that would be miserable though. Yeah. Like oh well. They have it in the Netherlands. Why today, can't we? Today I am thankful to be an American. Yes. <laughs> so it took Disney Plus. When we say Stream Wars, we're talking, of course, about the battle between all of these different streaming services, and it's really starting to pick up mm. now that Disney Plus is out. Yeah. Uh, but do you think Netflix is still on top? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I think that uh, Netflix may be on top with subscribers because... Um, it's been out longer. Yeah, yeah. You give Disney Plus the amount of time that Netflix has had. Yeah. I think it'll be a n- nearly more, I would say more households than Netflix will be in. At some point in time. At some point so. in time, yes. I could see um, it happening. Um, you know, however, I found out a fun fact. Madison, my girlfriend, hmm. does not own one streaming service. That's kind of crazy. And not one. They watch cable. Yeah. Uh, uh, She belongs to a statistic I found of only 26% 26 of Americans who do not own a streaming service. And I imagine that a majority of that number are like, you know, the much older people, like elderly people. You know, they don't really Um, Generally, yeah, I would say that that statistic because, I mean, you got to think – there are over 329 million people in this country. So that means that eighty-five over 85 million people still don't own a streaming service in this country. Did you do that math in your head just now? No. I, uh, Is my that contacts your... started getting dry, and I was looking at the problem. I was like, I've got it written here oh, in front of me. I was going to say, wow, maybe that's like your superpower. You <laughs> yeah. can do math in your head like that. Trust me. I would have been really if impressed. My superpower was doing math like that in my head. I wouldn't be in Morristown. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> and my mom would like me more. Cause <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only thing we fought about oh. most is how bad I was at math. Yeah, I, just, I am too. It's they okay. were content with a C. They were like, it just, just because we our brains work on the creative yeah, side, absolutely. not the uh, analytical, analytical side. So over eighty-five million people still don't own a streaming service, though. I think that's. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know a lot of people who don't have. Yeah, when she told me we don't own a streaming service, I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. So I think that uh, the plan for today is we're just going to talk about some of the more popular streaming services. I've got a list here. These are ones that we're familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, and some, they're... Well, there's a couple that I don't know a lot about, but they are big right now, and and there's a couple that are yet to come. Yes. So I want to start with the WWE Network. Now, I know not everyone's a wrestling fan, but um, there 
were some shows on E, the E network. They had like the Total Divas and the Total Bellas where yeah. the uh, the female wrestlers on mm-hmm. WWE, they got like their own reality show. The yeah. cameras followed them around and everything. And that sort of brought in a different uh, demographic of fans demographic, to, yeah. to the wrestling product. Yeah. So that has helped their numbers. But the WWE network basically is like an archive of, I don't know, several decades of wrestling yes. footage owned by the wwe um there's also a lot of original programming mm-hmm. and i'll say this for the past couple years or so probably i've enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff and the documentaries and the and interviews the, more the than ride along stuff right yeah more than the actual product Absolutely. itself you know which is crazy to even think about but they have interviews with the with the stars mm-hmm. of the shows and some of the producers every now and then you know yeah uh, and it's just really interesting to hear their stories yeah. and all that. And I, I love the history of the wrestling business. So anytime they talk about that, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as wrestling from when we were kids. Oh yeah, WCW and wars, all that like stuff. That. Yeah. And you know, you remember the days when we would go to the Buffalo Wild Wings to watch yes. the WWE pay per views because yes. every month they do a pay per view event, like big matches, the the culmination of the storylines. Yes. If you wanted to buy it yourself, it's like sixty bucks, and we could go to Buffalo Wild Wings and we would watch it and have wings and have a big time yes. all night. And it yes. was a big a big event we did. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we weren't paying sixty bucks for pay per views and stuff like no. that unless it was a really big deal. Yeah. And uh, now with the WWE Network, you get their monthly pay per views on on demand yeah. or live. live when they happen on this network, and you only pay ten dollars a month for that. So. Paying ten dollars a month versus sixty—that's a really good deal. Absolutely, I'm going to sign up for the WWE Network. Well, I, I deleted mine. I unsubscribed to the WWE. I don't. Yeah. I don't have the WWE Network anymore. Uh, back when I started kind of falling out with the the, the product, the itself. product yeah. because, um, and it wasn't like some you know stick it to the man. This is how I heard him. I know that just I was lost just, interest. I was I just lost interest in the product, yeah. so I was well, like, mostly, "Well, I pay ten dollars a month, yeah, if I'm not watching no, anything, I, absolutely I anything." Well, until the past few months, I would still watch the pay per views every month or yeah. whatever, and now I'm just really getting so, you know, disenchanted with the WWE that I'm just not so into it anymore. But I still consistently watch when they have a new interview come out or whatever because yeah. I yeah. love all that stuff. Yeah. But um, so I'm going to keep that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand why, why you deleted it. Um, it says here that after this past year's WrestleMania, they went up to 2 million subscribers. So considering it's a streaming service directed toward one fan base, really, oh, you know, the yeah. wrestling fan base, that specific, that's a pretty good amount. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it got to the point, though, where I was only watching it with you. Yeah. Whenever we would actually get a chance to, you know, watch it together. And I'd never watched stuff at my house. So I was on WWE Network. So I was just like, yeah, don't need it. Um, but moving on. Yeah. So the next we have the DC Universe. And this is one that you subscribed to since what? Day one. Day one. Uh, yeah. Day three. Oh, okay. Uh, but we both have I used it. Payday, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both have used it. We both really like it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's What's so special about the DC universe? Well, it's not just got 
You know, it saved uh, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, Young Justice was originally on Netflix, and um, they canceled it after two seasons. And there was just such an uproar in the DC universe, you know, quote unquote, that uh, just like the redesign of Sonic, you know, petitions were being signed. And I mean, social media still, like on the daily, was like, bring back Young Justice because right. we liked it. And so. WB was like, we're creating this DC universe, and uh, it's just a DC solo app, and there'll be comic books, and there'll be old school stuff, like the old school Justice League Unlimited, and the old school Batman 90s animated, animated series. series, and Superman series, and yeah. and some DC movies, and we will start DC original content. Is Smallville on there? Smallville is on there, yes. Okay. Um, and we will start original content. They've just been slow. Yeah. You know, there's only 700,000 subscribers. Um, now, I did do some research because we kind of hinted at it in the last time we talked about it. And we've made a lot of, not like jokes at the expense of anime, but we've made jokes about ourselves not being, being anime fans. people. Right. Um, I looked up Crunchyroll. It only has 2,000 subscribers. I saw that. And I was like, but I feel like everyone talks about it. Yeah. And I was like, and it's a free service, and it's, too, Yeah, right? it's a free service, and I guess it just, it shocked me. I was like, 2,000, that's it? That's ridiculous. I mean... Yeah, I read that, too. That doesn't make any sense to me. And for it to be... I mean, that's... There's a bigger there's anime a fan base yeah. than that, for sure. Maybe it's hard to work or something, or people just are getting it different yeah. ways. Maybe I don't know anything about it. Or I don't know anything about it. I just think it needs more content. I think Titans is a uh, a good step. You know, we both like it, um, but I think they need more. Yeah. Uh, original DC content. Um, do the shows like Martian Manhunter, yeah, stuff and like that. I, and I feel like I never see it promoted or advertised no, anywhere. No, no, they're... they're you know? I don't know who their marketing department is. And it's crazy suck. to me, like, if you look at the numbers we just talked about, the WWE Network having 2 million subscribers and the DC Universe only having 700,000. Yes. The fan base for DC Comics and DC stuff has got to be bigger than the wrestling fan base, wouldn't you think? Or pretty close, anyway? I would anyway. think. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I could answer. I, like you said, I own it. I use it. But it's not an everyday use. It's yeah. a Titans is on Friday. I'll watch it Saturday. Yeah. And then, I mean, I might feel like going to bed to the old animated Batman series. Yeah. Uh, like I've went to bed to Darkwing Duck now that it's on D+. But it's not an everyday streaming service that you just turn on and yeah. have hours upon hours upon yeah. hours. You're feeling nostalgic for the old animated stuff. Yeah. Or, and I'm I'm working on Titans. I'm, yeah. I've sort of slowed down because of Disney+. Plus, But um, I really enjoy Titans, the old Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the They have DC dailies. So it's like every yeah. day there's a little short little yeah. like telling you about a character from like the, the DC penguin, universe. Like or a story. origin yeah. and stuff like that. And that's really cool. And that's the kind of stuff that... Um, I think, you know, they need to focus on that stuff. Is that cool? What makes them special and stand out right. from the other streaming services? Um, but uh, but I definitely, I was shocked when, when I saw the numbers. I was like, that's Same. a letdown. Same. It really is. So let's move on to the next one. This is Apple TV Plus, which I barely know anything about. It starts at $5 a month. And 
I don't know much about it. Uh, there's an Emily Dickinson show on there, apparently. Uh, some Charlie Brown, like, Snoopy cartoons that they're going to do. And The Morning Show. And I found out that Steve Carell is on this show. So that's pretty appealing to a lot of people. Yeah, it's about um, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are, I guess, vying for to be the female talk show hosts sure. of this morning show. And uh, not just Carell's in it. There's someone else that's in it that's a pretty big name. Um, but it looks pretty good. Um, yeah. But I, I don't own it. I think it. if you don't have the box, you have to have one of those smart streaming TVs. Do you, can you cast from your phone? Well, yeah, I guess you could cast from your phone yeah. then. Um, but I, I don't have it. So. Well, I might try like the free trial or something just to check out the Steve Carell thing because yeah. I'm a big fan of Steve Carell, oh, yeah. as most people are. I mean, moving on to uh, Amazon Prime. Um, I don't know many people who don't have Prime. Yeah, it's um, sort of like one of those things that a lot of people probably have and don't realize that they have it, mm-hmm. you know? Because they needed to order something one Christmas and they wanted that free delivery. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, I'll become a Prime member. I'll get to do it. But then they forget that they can do it, like streaming music and videos like movies and shows like that's where our, our one of our favorite shows of this year the boys is the boys the boys i will say though if i wasn't already an amazon prime member and i use it a lot you know it really pays for itself at the end of the day i probably wouldn't pay a separate fee for amazon prime video um no you know, there's there's a lot of stuff on there that's been successful. The Boys, of course, is kind of taking it to a new level. They had The Tick. Uh, they have The Marvelous Miss Maisel, a comedy. That's another one. It's really good. I haven't had the time to, to finish watching that because there's been other things that are higher mm-hmm. priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did enjoy that one as well. Uh, and Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. Yes. Uh, good old Jim Halpert from The Office. Um, I watched the first season. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not really my cup of tea. You yeah, know. I got it. So, moving on to the original Titan, uh, Netflix. I want you to break us down Netflix there. So, I actually wasn't aware of this. I don't really know how our Netflix account works because I don't use it all that much. And I think Becky pays the bill on this. So, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to how it worked. But you have three different options with Netflix. You have basic which is $9 a month, and it's really limited. You can only use it on one screen at a time, and it's like lower definition and stuff like that, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's the standard package, which is about $13, and you can have two screens at a time and higher definition, high HD. And then there's premium, which is $16 a month, and you can have four screens at a time. So if you have like a large family, you mm-hmm. know, four, four TVs at once, and it's like 4K Ultra HD if available. <laughs> so I would never pay $16 a month for Netflix. No. Um, I think if we aren't on the basic plan, we need to be. <laughs> so I think that's what we're on. That's something we have to look into. I don't think anybody watches Netflix at the same time. Yeah. Um, with our schedules. Um, and I'm telling you, I think, uh, you know, they announced this big... You know, a partnership 
Nickelodeon? With Nickelodeon. Right. And I just think it looks desperate. It's very desperate. I mean, Disney Plus comes out, and you see their library. Not just their library, but their original content. Not just their original content, but their already other established universes. Like, oh, they also have Pixar and Marvel and National Geographic and Star Wars. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, I think it's a desperate act to try to play on nostalgia like Disney is doing and get some more content in there. Because they know Stranger Things is ending soon. And other than that, if that ends, Umbrella Academy would be my only reason for keeping it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I mean, they've got to do something. It does come across as a little desperate, yeah. but at the same time, I think it's smart. I, uh, I don't think it's dumb. Uh, I think that a lot of people would be excited about access to all the old Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I just... Like, imagine if they put, like, Figure It Out on there and Legends of the or Hidden are Temple. The are You Afraid of the Dark? Would definitely get me there. It would have to do that. You know, like, if Disney Plus is offering Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles and all then, these, yeah, like... Nickelodeon would, like, you know, ah, real monsters. Have to really go all out. Yeah. Clarissa explains it all, even. Ooh. All that stuff. Guts. Wild and crazy kids. World of Alec Mack. Alex Rugrats Mack. alone. Rugrats is really, like, for some reason had this big resurgence like my kids at school yeah, wear rugrat stuff all the time and I've noticed that nickelodeon stuff and i'm like do you even know what this is and yeah. most of them kind of do which yeah. is amazing to me that stuff i watched as a kid 20 something years ago now these well, kids are into it the true quality stands the test of time and everything comes back around it really does um so i, I just think that you know netflix has got to keep Plugging away with quality original stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, the Nickelodeon deal is great, but don't rely on it. Yeah. Well, they also had the movie that they just came out with three uh, or four weeks ago about Breaking Bad. It's the Breaking Bad El Camino. Movie. El, Camino. El Camino. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Um, but I did love Breaking Bad, so I'm going to watch it at some <laughs> point. So that was a, that was a big thing. Um. Uh, Stranger Things, of course. We're going to get at least one more season. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if that's going to be the end or not. could be. Orange is the New Black is over. Yeah. I think another thing with Netflix is like they have so much original content. And a lot of it's just meh. You know, it's just mediocre and you yeah. never hear anything about it because there's just so much. It's like they just flood it with content. Yeah, and they're also, you know. And every now and then they hit it out of the park. Well, like, yeah. every now and then they get a Stranger Things. Yeah, and they also have their own uh, stand-up comedy production uh, side of things. That's so true. every month, uh, every year, you know, if you're a popular comic, you have to do a Netflix special. Like, Kevin Hart just released his. Mm-hmm. They also uh, have some animated uh, comedy series, too, like Big Mouth. There's also F is for Family or something like that. That's, Yeah. Sort of reminds me of Married with Children. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe this will be the resurgence they need, and they can compete. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they have to do something, so at least they're making a move. Netflix does have 139 million subscribers, or they at least they did 
but I wonder how many people have let Netflix within the go. past week. Yeah, I'd like to see a pie chart of that or something oh, like yeah. that. All then uh, a graph of like how their subscribers took a big plummet the Absolutely. other day. Absolutely. Um, so I guess good luck, Netflix. Uh, moving on to Hulu. So Hulu you can get for $6 a month, which is not bad at all. No. And then you can get the version with no ads for $12. And Hulu has 26.8 million subscribers. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Great thing about Hulu is uh, if you don't have cable, this is like next day TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we still use PlayStation View for, yeah. you know, I watch a lot of news stuff on mm-hmm. uh, The View Um we watch The Masked Singer every Wednesday. Yeah. But if we got rid of you, we could watch The Masked Singer the next day. On Just, Hulu. You know, trying to avoid the spoilers. Yeah. We watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, we don't need the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse anymore because that's on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it is. And the news, you know, I can get all kinds of different ways. So I think I'm probably going to cut cut PS View out and stick just with Hulu and Disney+, Plus and Netflix and I Amazon. Would. Uh, if I were you, well, moving on to a very, very quickly coming um, HBO Max. Yeah, it's going to be here in May of next year, and according to the research I did, it's going to be fifteen dollars a month. Which, if you compare that to the seven dollar Disney Plus or the uh, nine dollar Netflix or six dollar Hulu, uh, it's uh, it's a lot. But I think that it's including all of WB, all Warner Brothers media. So that's more DC. Uh, they said that they will be producing a original DC Green Lantern show on HBO Max. Not on the DC stream. So I think that there needs to be something done to where it either is like a package thing or... It just, I DC think, Universe just stops. Yeah, I think the future for all of this stuff is there's going to be like, like Disney Plus has all sorts of different things. Like, you know, they've got the National Geographic stuff. They've got mm-hmm. the Marvel stuff, whatever. There's going to be like these big umbrella services that yes. like Fox might have a service one day. And they'll have like Fox Sports and Fox News and Fox mm-hmm. whatever. All the things owned by Fox yeah. will be on there. So, it having all of that Warner Brothers Media stuff like DC and New Line. Think about that. New Line is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Um, then they're going to also have Cartoon Network, TNT, uh, TBS, CW, and exclusive streaming rights for Friends. That's huge. I mean, I think the big umbrella will be Disney and Warner. Yeah. And eventually, you know... All the ABC stuff will start coming to DC, Disney Plus. I bet. Yeah, like I'm looking for Once Upon a Time to yeah. get to Disney Plus. And yeah, they'll have a little extra box over here that says ABC. But you know, Doug, do you remember Doug being on Nickelodeon first, and then Doug was on yeah. ABC for a little while too. ABC Family. And so Doug, right now, is on Disney Plus. It is. And I was thinking about that. Like, I wonder how that would work because Ooh. Nickelodeon has some. Some ties to that, Some too. Some ties to Doug. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that works. That'll be fun to watch. 
So, um, and another I mean, thing about H- HBO Max is it's going to have Game of Thrones, I assume, which is yep. a big deal. Uh, I'd had the first two or three seasons on Blu-ray, and I got rid of them because I thought I'll probably just get the whole set one day, you mm-hmm. know, the whole collection. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that because I hardly ever watch Blu-rays, and if I've got it available yeah. to stream, I don't need it. Yeah. So, so you know, that that's going to be that's going to be a draw for me because. Yeah. Even though, you know, the ending was kind of just what it was, whatever. Underwhelming, I guess. Um, I still enjoy the rest of the show. And I'll probably want to watch it again. So, I'll probably look into this. And I found out that they're going to have exclusive rights to stream The Big Bang Theory. Which has never been available before on a streaming service. Never on Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. Wow. You can watch, I don't know if the entire series is on the cbs app because cbs has their own thing as well oh yeah and they do like different things at different times they have the star trek show and yeah um you know a few other exclusive things Mm -hmm. like picard whatever and big bang being on the hbo thing yeah would be a really big draw i think to a lot of people yeah i mean you're a big bang i am um and You've got a lot of those people who would just buy it just for friends and Big Bang binging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty excited about HBO Max. I'll definitely get it. Uh, moving on, uh, we have a bundle. You said about Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. What's ESPN Plus have? Does it have live sports or? Really is it... not sure. I, I've never used it before, and I don't have the bundle yet because I'm still trying to figure out how. If you have the Verizon deal. Yeah, how that works if you want to do the Hulu thing, because I've heard people say you have to pay for the Hulu part separately. Yeah, but I already do that, so. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't think about that. So well, I don't really know what to do. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, over ten million subscribers in one day. I think Disney is Disney Plus is uh, winning the stream wars. To be honest. I mean, it's early, it's new, um, but there's a lot of stuff that they've promised that I think they're going to deliver on. And, um, you know, so Mandalorian, first thing, the the biggest hit so far on Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. the biggest hit so far on Disney+. Plus. Lady and the Tramp was another exclusive thing. I had heard kind of mixed things about that. I haven't watched it. We have the Jeff Goldblum thing. I enjoy it. And I haven't watched it yet um but there's also a lot more star wars stuff promised to us and with the upcoming marvel shows that we're going to get you know that Falcon, you have to watch to follow along with future connected movies. directly to the mcu we're going to mm-hmm. get uh falcon and winter soldier and one division loki find out where loki went when he took the cube and in game yeah so that's going to keep a lot of people going with this and the fact that there's all this stuff from our childhoods and mm-hmm. our parents' childhoods, and, and even before that in some cases. And we can share that with our kids now. You know, we've been yeah. trying to show Emma Little Mermaid and Lion King and all that yeah. stuff. And and she's really enjoying it. So that's kind of special oh, for yeah, us. Absolutely. So I think it's it's really here to stay. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's here to stay, definitely. Um, for many, 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 many years. Um well, uh, I think that knowing that there is more to come, we can definitely say that 
let's say after this NBC one comes out next May or uh, April or an HBO Max comes out, we'll, we'll sit down and kind of maybe gauge the lay of the land then too. Uh, possibly a third installment to the Stream Wars because, you know, it, Stream Wars sounds like a familiar title and I think they come better in threes. In, in trilogies. In trilogies. So I think Stream Wars should be done as a trilogy. Wouldn't you agree? Couldn't agree more. Great. So next week, we are going to be joined by Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. It's going to be the start of our Star Wars month here yes. on the show. I'm so, so excited about it. You know, I've been watching the prequels. I'm, I'm starting the original trilogy this week. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to watch the new Star Wars movies, the Disney Star Wars yes. movies. Uh, and we're, we're going to see Rise of Skywalker. We're going to see Rise of Skywalker at the, uh, toward the end of the month. Opening night. Final episode of the year is going to be about Rise of Skywalker. So a big month of Star Wars. So excited. It's one of my first big fandoms, and it's very special to me. So I'm so excited to talk about it all month long. Well, I am I'm excited to uh, talk about it as well. Uh, so... Uh, we can't wait to have those guys at the uh, ODP hour. Um, check out their podcast. Uh, follow them on social media. Uh, send in your questions, your thoughts for next week's episode. Um, let us know if you feel that there's a stream that should be mentioned more, talked about, and we'll talk about them next time. Maybe definitely don't talk about Crunchyroll because you only got 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> um so thank you again to all of our supporters, Patreon. Um, please, please consider being a Patreon supporter. Uh, for just five dollars a month, you can be included on the Mand- Mandalorian Mondays that we have. Yeah, uh, we've been enjoying that. We uh, just had our third chapter of Mandalorian Monday at Patreon, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you all. And um, man, uh, I'm a little tired. Yeah. Definitely a little tired. It's been a long week. Long week. It's been a long night. Long night. We it's have pizza fun. on our stomachs. Oh, yeah. Which always makes me more tired. Same. Um, pizza's always a good decision, but sometimes not always a great decision. <laughs> uh, now is one of those times. Now is one of those times. Pass me so, the Tums. <laughs> so, uh, before we get out of here, though, I do feel like we should... We should... Maybe let him have his his few minutes. You know, I mean, he, I know that it has been a while. He does make a good point, and he obviously is, is, is has something to say. He always has something to say. Okay, but but he seems more passionate about this, and he hijacked the frequency earlier. That's him working hard. All right, I'll allow it. All right, one last time. So, uh, coming up, Rev's Rant. We will catch you nerds later. Just, just don't pee on my foot and call it rain. Okay? (laughs) Oh, after 10,000 years, it gives you such a crick in the neck. Oh, I've been in the vault, but just like Disney, eventually I'll have a streaming service and pop out. Man, the boys have been super tight lately, so I've been away, but I think they have a little bit of slip-up, slip-up on the Marvel side of the hurdle, and your boy Rev is back with a rant. 
I'm here to talk about the top 10 of who wore it best. Uh, starting out is Red Hood versus Winter Soldier. That's surprising that it's a 100% sweep. I think that Red Hood is a great redemption arc because nobody on the planet likes Robin for whatever reason and Jason Todd. And then he comes back as a bad guy, looks cool, super cool. And if we're talking about who wore it best, the Red Hood, the like little dark biker in the night type deal. And he's just going to take crime in his own hands because he doesn't need his superhero anymore. He's taking it into his own hands. I like that story better than Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is, I mean, he's a he was a side piece too, but I just, I feel like in his own universe, there's somebody that does him better than him. So I don't think there's anybody in DC that does Robin better than Robin. And I'm talking about Cable. I like Cable a hundred times more than Winter Soldier, and they're pretty much the same person, just in different timelines. And the next one, we've got Green Arrow versus Hawkeye. And I mean, Green Arrow won, and rightfully so, because it's a blatant copy. I mean, it is. It's a blatant copy. And we're talking about who wore it better. I feel like if you copy somebody, that should be like in boxing. You take a few points away, it's harder for them to win. So I'm going with Green Arrow. Hawkeye, sorry, buddy. I know you can't hear this, but sit down. Then next, we've got Aquaman and Namor. And how in the world did Namor win this? Who knows who that is? Nobody. Unless you're diving into comics and stuff like that, you don't know who this is. You go ask, hey, neighbor, you, you know who Aquaman is? Yeah, that dude is awesome. He's crazy. He's popping off. He's good. I love that movie. Hey, buddy, same, same question here. Uh, do you know who Namor is? You, you know that guy? You, you know him? Okay. Yeah. Well, you have a good day. Aquaman wore it better without wearing anything at all. So, yeah. Aquaman. All the way. And we got a blatant copy. Again, Adam versus Ant-Man. I'm going with Adam because he did it first. They're pretty much the same person. They're scientists. They had the ability to shrink and grow in size. And, like, literally... A carbon copy. So DC gets this one. So to my count right now, we've got a hood, we've got a green arrow, we've got an Aquaman, and we've got an Adam. Looks like DC's running away. <coughs> and then 100% vision. I'm going to give you that because besides Young Justice, I, I feel nobody is going to go vision versus Red Tornado and pick Red Tornado. I feel like that's an unfair an unfair one. Just about as unfair as Aquaman and Namor. How Namor... That would be like Red Tornado beating Vision. Nobody knows Red Tornado. Nobody knows... That's the same concept here. Nobody knows Namor. Nobody knows Red Tornado. Unless you just stumble upon them. So, Aquaman over Namor. Vision over Red Tornado. I'll give Marvel one. I'll give... Yeah, that, we'll write this down. Marvel. One point. And we got Catwoman, Black Cat. I mean, there's cat in the name. It's it should be a hundred percent sweep because it's it's the same person. You got a cat burglar who wears black and has cat in the name, which great name by the way. Black cat, she wears black. Yeah. 
And then we got Green Lantern versus Nova. That's a hundred percent copy as well. Green Lantern is way cooler than Nova, just with the ring alone. And that's really all that needs to be said about that. And Deathstroke versus Deadpool. I I had a little problem with this one. Had a little problem because I a hundred percent agree with the with the guys and the lady that Deadpool is gonna be your sweep. Because everybody loves Deadpool. But Deathstroke, not to be mentioned, this boy puts in work as a villain, okay? He can go over and do pretty much anything. He's been part of the uh, Suicide Squad. He's been fighting Batman. He'll fight Green Arrow. Like, this man is like, line them up. I will fight them and give you a good story every time. So, not to even, like, mention that, hey, he's a cool character and Deadpool gets all the flash. I agree, 100% Deadpool because Deadpool's, like... Super funny, but that's a hundred percent copy as well. That's like you do the same color scheme, you do the same abilities, like literally to the T, the same abilities, and you realize it, make fun of it, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we definitely copied that, and uh, we're just gonna take it up a notch. So, I mean, Deadpool, yeah, but come on, guys, come on, Marvel. So I'll write this down, uh, Marvel two. And then I'm skipping the one that uh, that is just crazy. But we've got 100% Batman versus Moon Knight toward the Batman side. And this shows the bias of this. And I feel sorry for T-Mac on this one because he had to sit with uh, Marvel 1 and Marvel 2. To even consider not bowing and paying respects to the Bat after this Moon Knight thing. You're like, well, I'm trying to find a reason. No, 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 no. You don't need to find a reason. There's no reason that Moon Knight is better than Batman. Batman is a king. Moon Knight is a jester. Okay? He he's he might be a cleaning stable boy compared to Batman. There's no case at all. So you say Batman just like you did with Deadpool. 100% Batman. No discussion on Moon Knight. Let's, I'm just going to mark Moon Knight out. And I like Moon Knight's costume. He's a cool guy. But... Batman. And then we get to Flash and Quicksilver. This is where the screw job happens. So at this point, we've got a four to five DC stomping, which it should be a lot more. My count right now is seven to two. And then we haven't even talked about Quicksilver and Flash. So Tara and Josh pick Quicksilver. I'm just going to start out by saying this man runs at the speed of sound. The speed of sound. So they portray him way faster than what he's supposed to be in the movies. And if you're... Best part in the movie is you saving people. You just putting on a song, chilling, and then running into a building and pulling them out. You're a glorified EMT. You're a glorified firefighter that can move quick. Like... If that's your best part of the movie, and you think that's the best part of the movie, you got a pretty crap movie. And I do think that's the best part of those X-Men movies. Flash is my boy. Flash is the equivalent of what I think Spider-Man is in the MCU. Flash is by far, by far, one of the best characters in DC. And just with his villains alone, you have Captain Cold, you got Zolomon, you got Grodd, you got Savitar, you got Black Flash, which is the Dementors that try to pretty much catch him because, you know, 
Regular death can't catch the boys. You got Heat Wave, Reverse Flash, Godspeed, The Thinker, King Shark. You got Trickster. You got Killer Frost. Like, you have such a good pool of villains that he can just pull from. Like, the stories alone are great. And he's fight Like, who wore it better? Yeah, Flash does. Because he has better enemies. He has better suits. He has better abilities. Like, Literally, this is this is a uh, if anything, this right here tells you how biased this poll is, because my boy Flash is is number one in the world. <clears throat> so just based off speed alone, it, it has to go Flash. Like there's no no mention of it. Like it, it should be one hundred percent. Quicksilver couldn't even last like one movie. In MCU. MCU, he's the fastest man alive. He moved over to DC. He wouldn't even be top two. It would be Flash, Superman, then Quicksilver. Like, he's not even... He's not even in, in the talks. So, to say that this is not a travesty, not Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart all over again, I, I just don't... I just don't know. I've got it. Eight... To two, DC, and that's just I'll put this down. Nine out of ten copied, copied. So who wore it better? I mean, if you got to go stealing in somebody else's bag for some coins, just just don't buy that item. It's flash bias. Okay. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your hosts, Tyler McDaniel and Josh Davis. Brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company, Akiva Express, Creative Theater, and Advertising Expressions. Find us, follow us, and like us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit our website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Got something to tell us? Drop us an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time... Cheers to you, nerds.